Welcome in, everybody, and this is the Swaggy Canuck Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Zader. Lots of stuff to talk about today. Uh, second round in the playoffs, we got uh, the four series going on, Dallas-St. Louis. Uh, their series tied at one uh, in game three today, and currently 2-1 in the second period. Uh, Carolina-New York Islanders up to zip in their series. Uh, San Jose-Colorado tied 1-1, and Boston-Columbus also tied 1-1. Uh, each team kind of splitting uh, the home ice advantage there. So we'll start with the Dallas-St. Louis uh, series, which is going on right now. Uh, we're looking at uh, two teams that are kind of evenly matched. Uh, you've got goaltending both ways, Bishop and Bennington, sure, doing their jobs in the in the crease there. Uh, you know, their star players, we got, you know, Jaden Schwartz scored again today. That's the sixth of the playoffs, which leads the league in playoff scoring. And he didn't even play all year. So it's kind of not surprising that he's going to actually, you know, come to play because the fact is he's rested. Um, 27 approved. He only had 12 goals uh, in the regular season. So definitely has a lot of extra energy uh, in that series. And um, you're going up against another team that, you know, pretty much plays a similar style to them. Uh, same type of goaltending, Ben Bishop awesome all year so and Bennington we know what he's done uh, kind of pulled the whole uh, St. Louis team out of the basement uh, from Christmas on a lot of debate there if Bennington should be winning the Calder Trophy I you know I believe not because the fact is he didn't play a lot of games I know we got a lot of debate on the fact of games played and stuff like that um, and the merits of him pulling St. Louis back into the playoff race and basically almost winning a division uh, when being last in the whole league um, coming to Christmas there. Uh, the fact is, Bennington, you know, if he played 60 games, I would kind of get, you know, a bit more closer to that debate that he may be able to beat Pedersen. I don't think so. It just doesn't work. You know, he only played, you know, over a little over 30 games. It's not, he, if he put together a season where it was 60, you know, 60 plus games and he put, he only, only lost five you know that that's ridiculous so of course he'd probably win the calder but you know he played backup minutes i mean how are you going to give a backup a calder trophy like come on that's uh, in my mind kind of it just doesn't work out that way it's a calder trophy it's not the best rookie in right in half a season it's best rookie all season so patterson's got that in the bag i believe um, another guy that wasn't nominated for the for the calder trophy was miro heiskanen with which is also playing in this series on Dallas. Now, a lot of debate on that, if he should have been nominated. Um, you know, the three guys that were, we had Bennington, Pedersen, and uh, Darlene. So, I mean, it's, you know, those three are formidable opponents. And if there was four or six Calder Trophy nominees, well, Heiskanen should be in there, of course. Now, he probably was pretty close to being in those finalists. He's had a hell of a season. So, I mean... He's pro he was one of the leading goal scorers and leading point getters that Dallas had. So, I mean, he definitely drew some consideration in the Calder Trophy. Probably was kind of gypped on that. So, I mean, Dallas fans will probably agree with me on that. So that series is going on. And I think it's probably going to go to seven. Uh, it's probably going to be a back-and-forth affair throughout the whole, whole series. And uh, we're going to see kind of you know going back and forth uh, right now it's 2-1 St. Louis and they're looking to go up 2-1 in the series as well next series which is a bit of a surprising one Carolina New York Islanders 
first two games on the island in the Barclays Center, which has horrible sight lines. I mean, I watched the game yesterday on TV, and it just doesn't... It's not conducive to even TV viewing. I mean, there's stuff in the way. Uh, there's a big car in the you know in the corner. I mean, what are we in Europe? I mean, it looks like a European arena. You know, you have those cars in the middle of the corner where I guess they win the car. I'm not sure how that all works down in Europe. It just doesn't look like an NHL arena to me. I mean, you see the two pictures side by side in the Barclays Center and the Nassau Coliseum. Nassau Coliseum is a lot better sight lines. A uh, lot better atmosphere. It's more conducive to playoff hockey, in my opinion. So I mean, I the NHL is kind of dropping the ball here. I know, you know, the thing is about Batman having, you know, wants to make more money. There's more suites. There's more expensive seats in the Barclays Center. You know, in the end, it's not about money, in my opinion. It shouldn't be about money only. It's about the fans. It's about the experience. It's about the atmosphere. It has to be about the fans, not about money all the time and for playoff hockey it should be the best atmosphere available and the Barclays Center is not it uh, Nassau Coliseum should be all the way and fact is Carolina could sweep the series and they may not even get another home game which in my opinion is kind of loose kind of kind of dumb so we'll see how that all plays out in the end but Carolina is up two zip in the series uh, and you know in the last game Probably not deservedly. You had Mrazek go out in the second period and get hurt. And you got McElhinney come in and stood on his head and got some luck. I mean, you got a multiple amount of posts, inch lower, and it's in the net. So, I mean, that luck may not continue in Carolina. But, you know, from all this stuff that's happening, it's, Carolina just seems like a team of destiny to me. You look at the way that they lost, you know, came, went down 3-2 in their series uh, in, against Washington in the first round, came back, and uh, of course beat them in Game 7. And in the very convincingly, I mean, all year they've had the storm surge stuff, the stuff after the games that kind of got the fans into hockey again, and, uh, you know, kudos to them, because they've, they've brought hockey back to Carolina in a big way. Uh, they're filling the stands, there's, an, there's excitement again there, and anytime we can get excitement for hockey is a great thing. So I have no problem with Carolina's uh, big resurgence and you know their storm surges after the games. It's great. And I don't agree with Don Cherry on the fact that they're a bunch of jerks and it's kind of stupid, but I, I think it's really good. I mean, it brings anything that brings fans to a game. I mean, and then they get to be watching hockey. It's not like they're watching that thing all game. It's like five, ten minutes after the game. I mean, get give the fans it. I mean, if they love it all power to them you know if you don't want to watch their their antics don't watch them i mean that's just my opinion on that so that's that's going that's going tomorrow another game we'll see if carolina can go up three zip and put it to the brink and you know the islanders may get swept in the series after they swept uh, the Pittsburgh penguins in the first round so uh anticipation there and it's been a pretty exciting series and you know fast-paced uh, even though it was one nothing, you know, usually those games aren't very exciting, but it was pretty good. So I mean, for a one nothing game, it was pretty good. Uh, next one was is a San Jose and Colorado series. Again, a back and forth affair. We had San Jose winning four two in the first game. Uh, looked looked a lot better than Colorado. I kind of that that Colorado because they beat uh, Calgary in five games. 
they they had needed a bit more time to kind of get their sea legs get them that series so i give them a bit of a leeway there next game they came out a lot better uh, and then tied the series even though sounds that kind of made it interesting at the end of the game there so and mckinnon up to his old antics really good in this series again he's looking like he may run away you know look if Colorado goes further i i am ready putting him into the con Smythe kind of um category there so watch him again in the next game which is is going tomorrow as well uh san jose colorado that's uh, seven o'clock tomorrow and the bruins uh, blue jackets also play tomorrow as well which brings me to the next series which is the boston columbus series uh boston and columbus tied 1-1 there again tie back and forth affair looks like uh boston won the first game columbus came back and won the next one and uh in overtime that was duchene scoring again another good guy that seems to have stepped it up in the playoffs a great deadline uh, around the deadline acquisition for yermo kaikalainen and again I mean, he's kind of hit all the right buttons with this team right now uh, with those acquisitions. Duchesne's doing a hell of a job in the playoffs. Dezingle, maybe not as noticeable, uh, but Duchesne's definitely the huge acquisition there that he's uh, he's come to play and he's looked really good. You look at Columbus' defense, uh, pretty good for, for you know, a defense core that's, you know, not big names. Seth Jones is your, and, and Zach Wierenski are your, uh, you know, two big-name defensemen. Uh, next ones, you got David Savard, Clendenning, Harrington, Kukan, Nudavara, you know, Ryan Murray. They're not all huge-name defensemen. They're doing a hell of a job in this series against Boston. And then you got Bobrovsky. I mean, he's out of this world in this series. Last game, stood on his head, uh, kept him in the series. He's up in his paycheck a lot in the offseason either with either re-signing with Columbus or uh, you know going to another team uh, we did have rumors that the Canucks were going to probably go after him I believe the Canucks won't be going after him now because Mark, of Markstrom's resurgence and, as a as a number one goalie so we're not gonna, you know the Canucks aren't going to be shelling out a lot of money for Bobrovsky in the offseason I don't think he is worth the money definitely but he's not worth the money here since Markstrom is basically a starter uh, who's probably going to get re-signed to a pretty good uh, contract in the offseason. We also have Demko, uh, who's an up-and-coming goalie. He's probably going to play a lot more this coming season, playing probably the common 30 games maybe uh, as the backup and you know learning more from Ian Clark and you know getting better every game and probably become the starter. Um, not that far down the road. So, uh, Barofsky won't be coming here, that's for sure. Uh, but he is doing a hell of a job for Columbus right now in the playoffs. So, I think Columbus is probably going to take a long, hard look at uh, re-signing him. We'll see how that goes since they, they got guys that they have to re-sign that are bigger names um, as well. So, And they also got a pretty good goalie in uh, Corpusalo as their backup. So, and Bobrovsky is getting up there in age. So we'll see how what Columbus decides to do, what Kalkalina decides to do with that roster. But right now, they're focused on the playoffs, focusing on Boston, and uh, their offseason stuff will come later. Uh, so those, you know, the second round, full swing. Uh, game three is kind of in all the series here now. And uh, we'll see how everything swings. Uh, you know, the one could go up three-zip. 
rest of them are pretty close and going to be back and forth as well. We'll see who kind of takes the reins in each of the series as it goes on here. And one thing to say though, we're going to have a surprising Stanley Cup winner in my opinion. Uh, right now, I'm I'm going to go out on a limb and say Carolina's winning it. I, again, I like I said, it seems like to me they're a team of destiny this year. And uh, Cinderella team, maybe they won the cup that one year where their defense was not named didn't have a lot of named players. This team reminds me a lot of uh, the team that won the, when they last won the Cup. And Rob Brindamore was captain, not coach. Uh, and Justin Williams is a you know young guy, and uh, now he's the captain of the team. Uh, it just seems like kind of a full circle thing. They're all playing for each other. Uh, it just seems like they're a team to beat. Uh, I thought the Islanders were going to give them a bit more of a challenge, um, but they are doing doing it i mean the goaltender that you know you wouldn't think Mrazek. i mean his playoff numbers are ridiculous i mean 0.88 goals against average uh make that lower he only he, he allowed one goal before he got hurt there and it wasn't even off an islander's stick it was off of his own defenseman so i mean he didn't even really allow a goal from the islanders it was just a ricochet off of his own guy so, I mean, he's done a phenomenal job in this playoffs. Um, not just these playoffs, any playoff game he's played in. Uh, seems like he comes to play, raises his game a lot in the playoffs, especially when he wins. Uh, when he loses, he's maybe not as good. Uh, a little bit over three goals against average. And, you know, Button wins, he's, he's ridiculous. So, uh, hopefully he's not going to be out for a long time for Carolina's sake. But McElhaney did a, did a pretty good job coming in in relief. So we'll see how that kind of series goes. But I'm going to say Caroline is going to win the Cup. We'll see if I'm right. So that's the playoffs. Uh, now let's move on to some Canucks-related stuff. Big rumors going around that Mike Gillis is in conversation with the Canucks, uh, with Aquilini, with coming on in the front office. Uh, lots of stuff going on on Twitter about that. Uh, should he come back? Should we stay away from him? There's differing opinions on it. Uh, I'm going to say it would be a good thing for Gillis to be in the front office. I mean, yes, he hasn't been anything in hockey since he was GM of the Canucks here in the Tortorella debacle. Um, but, I mean, he's he's gone around the world. He's, he's pretty smart. I mean, he's a smart guy. I wouldn't say he did a horrible job with any of the contracts he did any of the trades he did um he was a gm over you know two of the best teams in canuck history so i mean you got to give him a bit of the kudos for those i do believe that he would be good uh, beside benning um maybe not as president kind of a bit of a slap in the face to benning you know a guy that hasn't been in hockey for years and then all of a sudden comes back and basically takes half your job away uh, I think he'd be better off as what's been rumored, special advisor to the GM, guy that kind of is in his ear, uh, telling him certain things not to do, certain things to do. Uh, but he has a lot of experience with the contracts, with the stuff like that, being a former agent and being a former GM as well. So he would be a big help to this front office. He's also forward thinking with a lot of modern uh, analytical things uh, that he's kind of you know kind of brought in when he was GM here and probably has learned a lot of other stuff 
uh, in the years he has been away from from front office work. Uh, I think he'd be a pretty good in this in the capacity of a special advisor. Um, I'll probably get a lot of disagreement on that, but I'm just going to put that out there. I think Gillis will be a good hire. I think the Canucks should really look at trying to get Lawrence Gilman out of Toronto as well. Um, he was great in the uh, in the cap specialist role that he was when he was here. I think he's a genius uh, with that type of stuff. I think he'd be a great guy to be back in here. I'm, I know a lot of people don't like putting guys from the past uh, in here and, you know, been there, done that, try to get some new blood. You know, you go with what works sometimes, too. I mean, yes, they were, you know, Gilman was gone, but he just kind of got hired in a bigger role in Toronto. So, I mean, it's not like he was fired here. Uh, Gillis, he was kind of had a bad rep after hiring Tortorella and all that huge stuff and the Luongo Schneider stuff. I don't really like that at all. Um, I don't want him as our GM, I'll say that, but I think he'd be a better you know partner to Benning than Wisebrod is. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff with Wisebrod that is kind of shady, a lot of little things that you know, that's been kind of around about him. I think Gillis may kind of smooth that out. So I think it'd be a pretty good guy to be in here. Um, next bit of news is World Championships coming up in May. May 10th, uh, lots of Canucks flavor here. We got uh, Troy Stature was just announced as part of the part of Team Canada, which is, in my opinion, amazing. Um, huge, huge thing for him to get call, get the call from Canada. Coming from humble beginnings, uh, undrafted from Richmond, right down to our, you know, down our own backyard here. Uh, hard work, perseverance. I can't say enough about him. I mean, Troy Stetcher is probably a big, you know, one of the huge stories uh, as a defenseman coming out of basically nowhere and uh, pushing his way up, not just to be a depth defenseman, but becoming a top four defenseman. Um, personally, uh, right now, if we don't do any moves, which I think we're going to be doing some moves in the offseason, he is a top two defenseman on this team right now. He's going to be a great partner to an offensive defenseman like Quinn Hughes, Eric Carlson. Um, we get him. Uh, you know, Stetcher is here to stay. I, I really like him on our team. Um, and, you know, congratulations to him for getting on Canada. We'll be watching him. Uh, with keen eyes uh, in Slovakia. So uh, let's cheer him on because he's been a great, great Canuck and I hope a Canuck for many, many years. We'll see what type of role he gets in Canada. Uh, there's quite a few good defensemen there, and uh, but I think he's probably going to get a pretty big role. Kind of taken over for Chris Tanev. Tanev kind of got the call last year there, so he's kind of taken over that uh, Canuck flavor on Canada because there's no one else on that team that's from the Canucks. Uh, you got Bo Horvat who's, get, who's getting married uh, in the summer. So congratulations to him again on that, and that's probably that's why he's not in the World Championship. So uh, he's got some some bigger things to take care of there. Uh, getting married, so congrats on that. Uh, bigger one, Sweden. We have three Canucks on that team. Uh, Louis Eriksson bit of a surprise for me didn't have much of a good season but coach in Sweden uh, trusts him uh, good penalty killer veteran guy 
uh, can provide some offense depending on what players he's playing with. He will be playing with some pretty good ones uh, playing for Sweden. So uh, he'll probably be in the similar role he was with the Canucks, killing penalties, occasional power play time. Um, but big man here, Elias Pettersson. Uh, so stoked to see him in the World Championships again. The games are kind of early in the morning, probably times when people are working. Uh, I know I'm working when uh, when the games are on, but uh, I'll be taping them, I'll be watching them, and uh, you know provide a bit of analysis on some of the games um, through the podcast, through the forums, through Twitter. I'll uh, I'll be putting some stuff on there. Elias Pettersson and the team is going to have a huge tournament. I I predict key on the power play. He'll be a key guy on that team. Um, for for Sweden, uh, Markstrom probably a starting goalie. I know Lundqvist is there as well, but I hope that Markstrom gets the majority of the starts because uh, he sure had a hell of a season here. Um, so uh, we'll see what type of uh, split the goaltending is down in Sweden, and uh, we'll see what the coach kind of does. But that's the biggest Canuck flavor there. Other one is the U.S. We got Thatcher Demko and Quinn Hughes. What a final that would be for Sweden against the U.S. Be kind of a who do you root for type thing. Probably most of us would be rooting for Sweden because of Pedersen and the fact that it's the U.S. on the other side. But but if it's Canada, Sweden, who are you cheering for? I mean, I really don't. It's kind of a toss-up. I want Stetcher to be successful in this tournament. I want Hughes to be successful in this tournament, so we'll we'll just hope for the individual uh, performance, individual uh, success, and uh, team success. will you know, well, we probably be cheering for Canada. The fact that we're Canadians and we cheer for Canada—that's uh, a huge thing. We want the Maple Leaf to win, but if it's any other team, Sweden against anyone other than the U.S., we're not going to be split. We'll be Sweden all the way. All the teams are pretty strong with the you know the additions that the second round is providing, um, or from the first round of the playoffs, getting guys that are eliminated and huge guys that that weren't weren't supposed to be available, like uh, you know Sidney Crosby, uh, Kucherov, Stamkos, guys like that that weren't supposed to be available since their teams are supposed to go further. Uh, guys like John Goudreau, um, guys that weren't supposed to be there. Uh, are going to increase the competition. Should be a pretty good tournament to watch. And that's going May 10th, so that's going to be pretty crazy. Um, Quinn Hughes probably going to get a huge role in the U.S. as well, since he didn't play a lot of the year, so he'll probably have a lot of energy, uh, kind of work on some things. And Thatcher Demko, we'll see what type of, again, what the coach does with him. Will he be getting a lot of the starts? We'll see. Again, huge for him to be there. Probably going to be playing some games, get some more, uh, some more reps in, and uh, any more hockey and competitive situations is great for him. So, and for next year for his development. So we'll see how all that kind of plays out. But it should be an exciting tournament. I hope that everyone kind of uh, tunes in and watches those because everyone loves our Canucks and in and playing hockey at this time of year, we'd love it if it was the playoffs. But uh, it'll come where we won't be watching World Championships with Canucks in it, I'll tell you that. Uh, so uh, enjoy it. Enjoy the hockey while it is here with the World Championships. So it should be pretty good.
just to kind of end this off, I, I'm just going to talk about a few things that I've got going on. Uh, we got the, I'm part of the Overtime Heroics forums, which are great, uh, which is growing like crazy. Uh, we got a lot of great podcasts there, a lot of great hockey hockey guys, um, you know, trying to, you know, getting this going. We're, I'm moderating the NHL forum uh, with the two uh, great guys, uh, Slewfoot Hockey uh, podcast Hungry for Hockey Talk uh, podcast too, which a couple great groups of guys uh, get these forums hopping and with discussion. So hop on there, give us some comments, give us some discussion. Now uh, we got some great, great people talking there, uh, giving a lot of discussion there. So get on there, you know, put some questions, put some comments, uh, get us talking. So and we'd love you to kind of join up on the forums as well. Uh, most of the people who will be listening are probably part of the forums uh, so far here. So, uh, you know, tell your friends. Uh, we'll, we'll have some great discussion there. I'm also part of the, Un the Unwrapped Sports Network, which, again, great group of guys, great group of great content there. Uh, Unwrapped Sports is another great, great website to kind of be a part of for hockey talk, sports talk, football, baseball, you know, you name it. We got it there. So, and uh, and I'm also excited to say that I'm writing for Can the Canuck Way as well. Uh, again, huge website, great group of guys. I'm super excited to be part of them. Got my first article out. Uh, Bo Horvat Selkie consideration. I'll give it a read, and uh, you know, give me some comments on that too. Um, does he deserve a Selkie nomination? Um, you know, give me some comments. I did some analysis on it. I do believe that he does. He's not there yet. Um, he has some things that are still a little behind the three finalists that were there: Mark Stone, Patrice Bergeron, Ryan O'Reilly. He's a little behind on a few of those things, and but you know, he's getting there. He probably will win some in his in his career, but uh, just not yet. Uh, but give it a read and uh, give me some comments there. Yeah, so super excited to be part of those three websites, and of course my, you know, I'll be active on Twitter. Uh, coming up to the draft, we got some great things planned on uh, Canuckway and uh, the Overtime Heroics forums. I hope everyone kind of tunes into that. I got the mock draft going. I got a mock draft article too, so take a look at that on the Overtime Heroics. I'm super excited to kind of get some stuff going here. Uh, the draft is coming up. We have a lot of big discussion on uh, on prospects who the Canucks are going to pick. And next episode, we'll be talking a lot about prospects, a lot about the draft, and uh, we'll see if we have time. But I'll talk about Utica as well, the issues there, the little things that kind of going on that could be a problem for our prospects down there. It's not ideal being in Utica. I'll talk. I mean, I'll talk about maybe moving it uh, to Abbotsford eventually. And in my opinion, I think that's what should happen. But we'll talk deeper into that and dig deeper in, into the stuff as well. Again, always send me questions, send me discussion. I'm always up for debate, up for talking. And, uh, you know, check me check me out on, on Twitter, uh, Overtime Heroics Forums, and uh, Unwrap Sports, Canuck Way. I'm there. And uh, again, you know, tell them, follow me on Twitter, give me a follow. 
and uh, we'll we'll talk. Uh, you know, DM me anything. I mean, I'm up for debate, up for article ideas, up for blog ideas, and uh, anything you want me to talk about and give give analysis on, I'm up for it. So uh, I'm hoping to do a Canuck uh, Aswagi Canuck mailbag um, episode. I'm hoping a full episode on it and get enough questions from you guys. Uh, but we'll see how that kind of goes as we get closer to um, to that episode. I'll tweet it out. I'll shout out uh, what you know when those questions can be submitted, and uh, we'll get going on big discussion, some swaggy discussion, if you want to say. So it's been it's been a great few weeks. I know this is only my second episode. And it's been a couple weeks since I've had an episode. But I appreciate everyone staying with me and uh, listening to each episode. Uh, we will be getting more frequent uh, episodes bi-weekly until uh, the regular season starts again. And then we'll go to a weekly uh, podcast. So we'll have some games to talk about and trades and stuff like that. I may do uh, more podcasts throughout the off season if the Canucks do some... Uh, free agent signings, trades, anything like that that uh, requires a bit more discussion than just uh, Twitter. I'll talk a bit about, try to get some guests on the shows. Uh, but yeah, stay tuned. It's going to be a great off season uh, with uh, hopefully a lot of activity, and we'll get uh, we'll get a lot more discussion, a lot more debate. Right now, it's just we're t- you know kind of hit sitting around with the uh, draft coming up. That's going to be exciting because it's in Vancouver. And I'm hoping to actually attend the draft. We'll see how that goes. I'll um, I'll tweet out if I actually will be attending it, and uh, that should be some you know fun discussion, fun analysis there. And I appreciate everyone following me and uh, listening to the podcast as I start my um, you know career in this in this space. So it's really great uh, meeting everyone. It's been awesome me- meeting all these interesting people and people that help helping me along as I start my journey into this um, into this career. So it's been great, and uh, I hope that everyone has a great rest of the week and uh, everyone stay swaggy.